You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. After the Chiefs' 27-3 loss to the Tennessee Titans, my name is Pete Sweeney. I'm joined by our AP podcast producer, Steven Serta. And man, was that ugly in Tennessee. I don't know how long we're going to go. I don't know how much there really is to talk about in this game because uh, seemingly everything was bad. I mean, there was nothing good. I mean, I don't I don't think there's a point you come away with. Um I do have one silver lining, but we got to start with some of this bad stuff. Uh, the Chiefs looked completely overmatched. They looked like they were the far worst team. They looked like maybe uh, a team that could fall out of postseason contention. Um, and just one where, you know, you get to a third of the season and you say to yourself, okay, is this a bad team or is this a team that's good that's playing poorly? And I think I was subscribing for a while to the idea that, okay, this is a good team that will figure it out. They're not a team that's going to continue to turn the football over. But then, like, you watch this game, and you have to say to yourself, Steve, well, it's not like it's week two or three. It's week seven. I mean, we're going to get to the halfway point, Mark, in, in, in two games here. Uh, the Chiefs lead the league with what is now 17 turnovers after that one right before the end of the game. The offensive line looks horrible right now, allowing uh, Bud Dupree to get to Patrick Mahomes. We saw the nasty hit. I mean, that that is as real as it gets. If you lose Mahomes because he's hit with a nasty hit like that, and it was it was terrible, I'm surprised he got through the concussion protocols so quickly. Your season is over anyway. Uh, the offense continues to turn the football over. You can see that Patrick Mahomes is uncomfortable in the pocket due to the lack of protection. Uh, he is pressing still. Uh, you saw that in the interception to Josh Gordon. Uh, the opposing teams with their uh, coverage schemes are essentially eliminating what was a really, really exciting offense that would uh, be able to accumulate big gains through the air. This was a different type of game where you couldn't even really run the football because at the half you were down 24, or I should say 27 to nothing, so you couldn't even really um, mix it up like maybe you've seen for the Chiefs. Uh, and the defense was horrendous. Uh, I mean, there's no other way to say it. I, um, I wish I could <laughs> could beat around the bush here, but let me just read it off to you to start the game. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal. So you're wondering, okay, well, why is Patrick Mahomes trying to, to force and press? Look no further than the, than the possessions. And so, um, yeah, I... The one good thing, I mean, I guess you held Derrick Henry to under 100 yards, if you if you can write home about that. But it was Ryan Tannehill uh, who sliced and diced the Chiefs. Uh, A.J. Brown was fantastic in this game. Eight catches for 133 yards. He's six feet. He looked um, like he was overmatching the cornerbacks. The cornerbacks looked like they couldn't handle anything. 
uh, the Tennessee Titans were doing. And then Derrick Henry just kept the, the ball rolling. This was a this was a game that we watched on Sunday. Uh, and I you hate to say this. And OK, this can change. Um, I, I'd like to see some signs of the, the possibility of it changing. But this was a game on Sunday between a good team, one of the AFC elites and a bad team. Two weeks ago, we were saying that that might be the other way around. No, no. The Chiefs were the bad team. They're three and four through seven weeks. They turn the football over. They're bad on defense. The Titans, who are coming off of wins now against the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs, could be the best team in the conference. And may at some point here with the Ravens trailing 41-17 uh, against Cincinnati, they might be the best team in the conference seemingly out of nowhere uh, just a couple weeks after losing the New York Jets. So who's figuring out the NFL? I don't know. Uh, I know that that was random. I just don't know what to what to make. I don't know how to make sense of this, quite honestly, with, with you, Steve. I guess if there's one silver lining in this, it's that the AFC is still wide open. And I don't think we genuinely have any idea who the best team in the AFC is. It's certainly not the Chiefs, though. <laughs> it's certainly not. Well, this what was, what's team. been so dumb with us and I'm to blame and I, that's fine. I, you can let me in this. I'm I'm criticizing myself in this, too. Like we we'd go on to 610 Sports Radio with Jay and we were just so arrogant, like, oh, who's the second best team in the AFC all throughout the offseason? Who is going? Are the Chiefs even in the top five in the AFC? Like, probably not. Probably no. not. Like that. That's that's where we're at at this point. I mean, right right now, they don't look like a playoff team. They, 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 they just simply don't. And I talked about it on the postgame show a couple of weeks ago, how we had to start reevaluating how we felt about this team and what this team was capable of. Now they hit rock bottom. I thought in the first half against the Washington football team, uh, that last was week. dumb too. Hey, Oh, came, this is going to be the turning point. Yeah. Of the season. And then like, they came you know out what? and looked dominant in the second yeah. half against a bad football team. And then today they just got totally dominated from start to finish. And it's everything right now. Like they simply could not do anything today. They couldn't block. They couldn't, they couldn't pass the ball. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't play defense. They couldn't cover anybody like Derrick Henry actually having kind of a quiet game was a fluke. Like the, the, there was nothing. It was just the Titans were doing everything else and the chiefs could not accomplish anything today. And it's got to start with the coaching. Like, I'm not saying that Andy Reid needs to be fired. I think that's absurd. I think Andy Reid is, is a fantastic coach. And I, I think the idea that he should be fired or whatever is ridiculous. But that's the type of conversations we're going to start hearing here pretty soon. But the Chiefs have a lot of stuff to figure out. And it's not like they got a bye or something coming up where they can figure some things out. That bye week is a long ways away. This team is just totally falling apart right now. Well, that's kind of what I put in my rapid reaction. You do have the New York Giants this week. And even after that disgusting thing that we just watched against Tennessee, I, I would think that uh, the Chiefs do end up beating the New York Giants. But then you got three tough games. You have the Green Bay Packers. You have the Las Vegas Raiders, and I, I get it. Maybe you, you know you're not a fan of the Raiders, or you, you think okay they're not one of the, the better teams in the AFC. It's still a division game. Any you could play the Broncos, and I would say okay, you got to see how that game goes because it's a division game. These teams know each other well. Uh, the Broncos clearly, clearly look like the worst team. The Raiders are all right, right? So that's going to be a tough game in the division. And then you're facing the Dallas Cowboys. You're three and four, right? So you could be going into your Week 12 bye under 500. It doesn't seem that crazy at this point. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm wildly surprised that it's gotten to this point and I will push back on you a, a little bit. I don't think we're to the point where even as bad as it is, 
head coach Andy Reid is going to be getting the uh, fan treatment that is, okay, we need to get rid of Andy. However, uh, I think Steve Spagnuolo is going to begin to get that a little bit here because uh, the defense cannot stop anything. You, you take these small victories, like in, in a second half against the Washington football team, it's like, man, they were playing Taylor Heineke. You know, I mean, like, yeah, okay, yeah. you had a nice half, one of two halves against Taylor Heineke. Now you're facing Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. Like, if they're doing that to you, what is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones going to do? What is Dak Prescott with six receivers going to do? Are they going to give up 60 points to the Dallas Cowboys? That seems reasonable at, at, at this stage. Um, so I think Steve Spagnuolo will begin to hear a little bit of that. I think that, you know, there's potential that the personnel staff and, and Brett Veach could, could come into that a little bit, especially when, um, you, know, you know, the whole point of the offseason was to rebuild this offensive line. They already had to make a change at right tackle. Forget that thing about the hamstring. This was a, a talent thing. Mike Remmers is the guy moving forward because the Chiefs feel like that is their best option. So they had to replace uh, the right tackle there. Uh, and Orlando Brown looks to be struggling, especially against some of the better uh, pass rushers in the league. And, and the problem there, too, is like every team seemingly has one of those guys. And it's especially in your division where the pass rushing is good. And, you know, you make this trade with the, the first round pick and we were laughing at that, too. And it goes back to like sports radio that we do sometimes. We were laughing at that, too. Like, why would the Baltimore Ravens solve the the Chiefs biggest problem? I don't think we're completely there yet, but I do think I'm beginning to wonder if the Baltimore Ravens slid like the Trojan horse uh, into Kansas City. And he is he's not up to you know the caliber oh. of, of what Patrick Mahomes needs to project his blind side. Yeah, he he just simply wasn't good today. And we talked about it this week on Show and BK about the Titans edge rushers and the speed that they have coming from the outside. And that's where this Chiefs offensive line has struggled early in the season is Orlando Brown's just simply not a good pass blocker. <laughs> like he is a good run blocker in Baltimore and had room for improvement in the passing game and the Chiefs were confident that they could get the best out of him and it's just simply not working right now he did not have a good game they're having problems with the speed from the tennessee titans edge rushers all day and it's a problem it, it, it's just a, a major problem where even patrick mahomes is forcing himself still and pressing to the point that he had to leave this game because we thought he got a concussion. He got he did get cleared from the concussion protocol. But when he had that run early on in the game where he fumbled the football, it right. was because he was pressing and he tried to get a couple extra yards instead of just sliding because they could not do anything offensively. You could see that he's uncomfortable in the pocket. And I think that's one thing that that's getting coming for the Chiefs, too, is these guys who are your magic men. Like Patrick Mahomes is the magician, right? But there's no magic this year. And it's because he's not protected. I, I think he still is running a little bit wildly because of uh, kind of what happened in, in the Super Bowl. And I, I don't know how much he really trusts, especially the, the left side of the offensive line. Like the right interior seems okay, but the left, I, I think, especially at the tackles, tackle positions and maybe the other tackle position as well. I just like don't know how comfortable he's, he's quick to bail. And I don't necessarily blame him for that. Tyree kill now has what drops in every single week. It, it feels <laughs> yeah. like, and he's, I don't know what the deal is with that. He's one of the, the better receivers in the league. And, and this is something that has popped up this year. That really wasn't the case. He was always reliable there. Uh, Travis Kelsey. I think he's now pressing. He lateraled in this game 
with the Chiefs down 24. He almost like, did it, it a second time, too. <laughs> he almost tried the game. It. If that ball – and look, God, Travis Kelsey is one of the best football players of all time. He's a future Hall of Famer. Where would the Chiefs be without him? I don't know. So let's, let's get all those prefaces out of the way. But, but the Chiefs are so desperate right now that he's risking it let's say that that lateral doesn't work and it's just a fumble. And then all of a sudden it's 31, nothing off of a lateral fumble. Like where, what would we have thought about that? So like these guys who you, you forever, you can rely on. Okay. Let's say Tennessee is going to go out there and score 27. They took their foot off the gas in the second half as they were winding down the clock, but uh, that could have been more in what would, would be like a shootout type of game. So let's say they get to 35, 40 points. Patrick Mahomes in the offense used to be able to match the other team. Like the defense could stink. People want to compare it to 2018. Sure. Whatever. It's actually worse than 2018, but let's say, let's say for comparison's sake, the difference then was that the chiefs could score and stay in those games. I think about the Los Angeles Monday night football game. The problem is the defense is that bad, if not worse again, and the offense is bad. And you, you know, you have these, these times in the game where, you know, the team just feels utterly lost with, Andy Reid taking a timeout in the third quarter to kick a field goal that ends up getting missed anyway. It, you know, we, we had said, okay, it felt like rock bottom against Washington last week. Now I, I think you're kind of there in a sense again, because in a way coming off the Monday night win against Buffalo, which you know gave the Titans short rest, they finally looked like an AFC contender again. So this could, give you a measuring stick this would be a tough game to win in tennessee and the chiefs just got dominated man they're not even close to being what is can be considered an afc contender forget super bowl contender is this team gonna even make it out of what would be wild card weekend are they going to make it to wild card weekend those are oh. re real questions that are, are, are starting to come up yeah they're, they're simply not a playoff team right now you, you can't play defense you can't protect patrick mahomes you're turning the football over at a higher rate than anyone in the NFL and the offense. I'm not that worried about the offense as a whole moving forward because this was a bad football game, obviously, but they're going to get that stuff figured out eventually, or, you know, they're still going to put up points and they're still going to be efficient. And Patrick Mahomes is still going to be a special player, but the mistakes are just way too much for any team to overcome. And the chiefs continue to do this to themselves. In that second half, when Andy Reid decided to kick that field goal, I was like, oh, they've already given up. They, they, they've already given up any hope that they're going to win this football game or that they're going to come back and make it competitive. And not only that, they did it again. They kicked a field goal again. And that time it was coming off of they put the punt team on the field, then decided to kick a field goal, then had to burn a timeout for no reason. Like it was just total disorganization. And so in the second half of that football game, they had no interest in, in making it competitive or winning. Like it was as if they didn't even want to be there. And that's not a playoff caliber football team. Uh, I'm sorry. They're just, they just simply aren't right now. And that's why we have to totally reevaluate this team moving forward. Like, cause I, I feel like we've done a lot of over the first six weeks of the season, kind of looking at the stats, uh, yeah. diving into the analytics and stuff and saying, well, yeah, but like there's underlying things here that are still like really good about the Chiefs offense. And if the defense can just get things figured out, they'll be okay. No, we need to start reevaluating them based on the competition that they're playing because they're 0-4 against division-leading teams in the AFC this season. So the top of the AFC, the best teams that you're going to see in the postseason, the Chiefs can't hang with those teams at all. 
Yeah, and I, I really do feel like you're one bad loss away from this whole thing falling apart. Like, now you get to Monday night, and God, if Joe Judge and Daniel Jones <laughs> somehow come into Arrowhead Stadium and win, I mean, what are we even doing, right? Like, what at that point are we even doing? And, that, and that's where the team is. I, I want to read this off to you, okay? This is just tweeted out. Uh, by an NFL stat Twitter account. 32nd in turnovers, 32nd in points allowed, 32nd in yards allowed, 32nd in yards per play allowed, 31st in pass yards allowed, 31st in receiving yards allowed, 31st in rush yards allowed, 32nd in first downs allowed. If that was a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, we're saying, oh, they're going to be picking in the top 10 of the NFL draft because it's the Chiefs and they've won back-to-back AFC title games we've been giving them the benefit of the doubt, but like I'm to a point right now where if they somehow lost to the giants, like I wouldn't be completely stunt. That is the level of play. And it seems like there's this book out on, on Mahomes and taking away the, the deep ball. And then you look at the defense with the lack of pressure and the run stopping and how these talented receivers that are seemingly on every are on every team are just kind of, carving them up at will like everyone knew that brown was the titans best receiver yet he still goes for eight and 133 and a touchdown i do want to get to my silver lining here in minute 17 of the podcast because i wanted to make sure i included something that i liked that i saw and if you're one of those fans that is like i'm ready for 2022 today's the day that that's fine i'm not going to kill you for that but speaking of 2022 it does look like nick bolton looked apart as the mic it seemed like he was making most of the calls today. We'll have to get that confirmed um, by Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo this week. And Willie Gay looks good next, next to him. So you'll have these two cheap linebackers. This is like the one single silver lining. And I also kind of thought like Juan Thornhill looked a little bit better. Uh, everything else seemingly in the game was a complete and utter disaster. Offense, defense, uh, turnovers, everything. I... I, I didn't really see any other positives than that, Steve. Did you? No. Uh, I mean, Nick <laughs> Bolton did have, yeah, like he looked good and he looked good against Derrick Henry a couple of times. So, yeah, you got to feel strong about that performance from Nick Bolton and Willie Gay having the interception and just, yeah, those are positives. Here's, I another, guess. here's another silver lining that we're getting here as we're doing this podcast uh, about 3.28 p.m. Patrick Mahomes has cleared the concussion protocol. I know that was reported on the broadcast. Uh, Chief said coach Andy Reid said it was his decision to take him out. And you can hear Andy Reid talk about yeah. this game uh, immediately following our commentary right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. So that's another positive, right? I mean, that's an obvious positive. But as I said before, if you lose Mahomes, you might as well pack it in anyway <laughs> at that point. Like if you you can't lose him. Especially this year, like there have been other years where you know he he was out for a handful of games in the in that Super Bowl year. Okay, I mean you know you could you can lose him for two or three games. You can't afford if they don't have you know if they didn't have Patrick Mahomes for any period of time, you would be in serious danger of missing the postseason. This team is worse than the 2018 team right now. So, in my opinion, so yeah, well, if the, you the lost- 2018 team gets killed, but they still finish basically like third or fourth in the league in a sense you're in the final four yeah, yeah. well but, and because the offense could nobody could stop the offense so it didn't right. matter that the defense was terrible 
Now the offense is struggling and their defense is the worst defense in football and they can't hang on to the football. So yeah, this team's worse than 2018 right now. So if you lose Patrick Mahomes, it's over. So yeah, that's good news. That's that's another silver lining here, but I said it for weeks and I feel so stupid now. Like, this defense has too much talent to be as bad as 2018. There's too many playmakers on right. that side of the ball. They got to turn things around. And I just feel like I'm an idiot because this defense is worse than the 2018 defense. Like they, they just simply are. They cannot stop anybody opposing offenses. I think I tweeted out during the game. It's the Chiefs defense is now the get right game for any opposing offense this season because Tennessee Ryan Tannehill had been struggling this season. He had six touchdowns and four interceptions coming into this game. They could not get anything going in the passing game. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones had both been pretty major disappointments coming into this game. And I know Julio was kind of quiet. and He's a little bit banged up. But A.J. Brown looked every bit the wide receiver one that you expected him to be in this game. And Ryan Tannehill was fantastic because the Chiefs just simply can't stop anybody. Yeah, I a couple things here. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey also, too. And I think it's worth saying, I mean, they look like they're injured right now. <laughs> and, yes. and when the defense is this, is playing this bad and these guys are banged up and they're not playing well and you're left with McCole Hardman, who can't hold on to the football, it, it seems like um, you're you're just not going to win games because Mahomes is not protected. The, his best players are injured. Uh, they're missing their running back. Daryl Williams wasn't even able to even get in a groove because before you knew it, the Chiefs had to turn into throw first, which makes that whole zone coverage thing even worse because you can go from cover two to a cover four look and just pl- play back knowing that the Chiefs are never in a million years if you play back going to score 27 points. What if we said that about this team? Um, it's just crazy. I, I, I don't really know... I know we've talked for 20 minutes, but I don't know what the, the right words are. And it's hard to see uh, um, a way for the Chiefs to get out of this and look like the team that they had been for two or three years. I think that's the, the saddest part here. There's two parts that are sad to me. One is, and you felt like this with the, I know you're not a baseball guy, Steve, but you felt like this with the Royals in 14 and 15. And they would just, always come back on you and they would like never be out of it and even if you got a lead on the chase you're like "Uh uh-oh um patrick mahomes is gonna get the ball with three minutes left with two minutes left there's still plenty of time on the clock and then they would just win um all of that mystique is gone and here's the deeper thing that i think is like even the saddest part of it it really felt felt like for so long that Patrick Mahomes was the next Tom Brady in a sense. Uh, He was going to be that caliber of player, potentially like the greatest quarterback of all time. I still don't think that's out of the question. They obviously are going to have to dig themselves out of, out of what is a, a rut here and he could work himself back into it, but they were gunning for that. They were in their second Super Bowl. They were going for two Super Bowls in a row He played Tom Brady. He ran around. He tried his best. And then all of a sudden, Brady wins that. And now I think it's like it really is starting to seem that it's more like maybe a Russ Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees situation where you get one 
And maybe you never really get back to like that. Maybe something weird happens every year where Mahomes and you were at a certain point and, and it felt really real, right? It felt really real. At a certain point, you were like, I'd be stunned if Patrick Mahomes doesn't win like five Super Bowls. And now I'm to the point of like, is he going to win two or there's and, and three seems insurmountable. Um, and I, I just think it, they, the Chiefs were on cloud nine for so long and he was the magic eraser for so long. Uh, and he's finally entering a rut. And it's the perfect storm of him entering a rut, which happens. You know, you know we've seen great quarterbacks have struggles, right? Um, but it's happening at the same time as you're playing with the worst defense in NFL history through seven games. I, I, I want to say, okay, like, don't worry. The Chiefs are still in the division. Don't worry. They're going to make the playoffs. But I, I have a hard time 100% believing that at this juncture. Yeah, and I don't see how you could think that. If you're telling yourself that, you're just lying to yourself. Um, you know, they were eventually going to hit some hard times, right? Like, you just can't stay that good for that long in the modern-day NFL. Like, we've seen Aaron Rodgers have ups and downs, I guess, except if you're Tom Brady. But everybody else usually hit some speed bumps along the way that kind of slow you down. And that's what they're doing right now. Like, I'm not saying this thing needs to be blown up, but you can't rebuild your defense every two years. So the defense well, obviously isn't working. So you gotta, think... you're going to have to rebuild it again this off season. And it's so bad this season that like, I, I think that Patrick Mahomes has kind of been this way since the Super Bowl, where, he had to do so much last season and had to do so much in that game with no offensive line to protect him that he's been pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing. And it's just leading to uncharacteristic mistakes that are hurting the chiefs in the long run. On top of the fact that the defense is just absolutely atrocious. It all goes back to that game against Tampa Bay, where I think this thing just kind of started to unravel there and it's just kept going into this season. Yeah. Well, the, the the Bucks had a really good plan with getting the pressure and, and the Ravens have kind of, you know, copied that and Bill's kind of, they drafted two uh, front seven uh, players in the, in the draft and it's getting pressure without blitzing and, and playing zone coverage. And again, making the chiefs have a lot of plays in their drive for chances of turnovers, which is happening. Um, I mean, that's, that's what's going on in a very simple term there. And I think you're starting to see some things get a little bit clearer about next year. Like, Frank Clark is there's no way Frank Clark is on this team. I think today also too, and this is why you got to stay on the field, especially if you're a player that's aging. Like today showed me that Nick Bolton is going to be the mic next year. And the, the Anthony Hitchens contract is going to come off the books too. Cause you're, you're entering a 2022 season where you're going to have 35 million. You get to a point too, where it's like, you just wonder how things t like spiral a little bit here in the sense that, well, if the chiefs are getting rid of Frank Clark, and they're getting rid of uh, Anthony Hitchens in, in, in you know, a couple of years here. Um, what ends up happening with Tyron Matthew? Because now you've let him maybe hit unrestricted free agency. And who knows? What, what's your record? Are you coming off a, a 10 and 7 season? Are you 9 and 8? We don't even really know at this point. Is, is he going to be motivated after all that he's gone through to want to come back to the Chiefs at that point? What are you going to do with Orlando Brown? Uh, his contract is up. 
do you franchise tag one of these guys? Do you just say, okay, we tried it with Orlando Brown. Let's get our third round pick back. Uh, you're seeing it. If it is falling apart and it, and it does seem that way, you got a lot of hard questions to ask yourself uh, going into to 2022. Um, and it's tough. I mean, I, do you change defensive coordinators? Do you switch your scheme? Like what, what ends up happening here? So um Again, I, 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 I'm asking these questions because I know they're going to come up th- th- this week. The truth of the matter is there's still 10 games left. And and this is another positive note. And I'll try to remind people of this. And I know we mentioned it, but the Titans lost to the Jets three weeks ago. Um, that's how quick things can change. But it's just hard to see signs that there could be any chance of that happening right now. And I think that's what makes makes all this really tough. You know, yeah, I mean, the reason I don't feel that way about this team is because, yeah, the Titans lost to the Jets a couple of weeks ago, which is just a horrible, horrendous loss. The Jets got absolutely smoked by the Patriots today, but the Chiefs can't beat good teams. (laughs) So I I don't feel confident in any way going into any matchup against any team with a record over 500 that the Chiefs are going to win that football game. Let's do this, Steve, because uh, I think we've talked enough about this game. We've talked about this game for 28 minutes, and uh, it's enough already. Um, again, we're going to let you, uh, if you're listening on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, we're going to uh, lay the press conferences down after we speak and after the break. Um, but let's go through the re- remaining schedule and try to be really real with ourselves about this particular team and could they win. So we're at, we're at three and four now. It's the New York Giants. I'm still giving the Chiefs that one. Are you? Yeah, I I have to. I, I have to believe they'll win that okay. football game. So that's four and four. Now it's the Green Bay Packers. We have to tell we have to be real with ourselves and, and say the Chiefs are gonna lose to the Packers at this point. So that's yeah. Uh, yeah. a loss. So that is four and five. Las Vegas Raiders. You're I think that's you're, a loss right now. Going there on Sunday night football. Yeah. It let's Let's be let's let's give them losses for games that really could be losses. And I agree. Going on the road against Vegas could be one. So we're at four and six now. Dallas Cowboys at home. That's a loss to me, too. <laughs> I'm sorry to say like it, it. You know, it is four and seven. So you get to your bye week and you're four and seven. Um, Denver, I I despite it being a division game, I'm going to give the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to give them week 13 and week 18. Uh, so that'll eventually get you to what will be six and seven. I'll give them the home Raiders game. So that'll be uh, seven and seven. Uh, let's go to the Chargers. Now that's short rest going to the Chargers. I think that's a loss away. Yeah. So you're at seven and eight. I'll give you the win at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, eight and eight. And then the other game that you have there is the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> who look like who, the one of the better teams division leading Ravens today. And Jamar chase looks like he's the best wide receiver in football and you can't cover anybody. That's eight and nine, Steve. That's yeah. eight and nine. That's a disappointing season, Pete. And depending on how the Raiders go, that could be nine and eight, but even, even still, cause that was when we were kind of going back and forth on. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's nine that's and a eight, down eight. of a year. So, okay, let's give them one of these games that we didn't. Are you looking at a 10 and 7 ceiling right now? I think you are. I think you are. Yeah, right? I, I think that's fair. It's it, it just makes you question like 
did they ride this thing out a year too long? Because they put all the resources into trying to do it again. And we know how difficult it is to make Super Bowls. And this is a team that's been to three consecutive AFC championship games. The defense has just expired. Like, like it's it just it just ran out of time and it's not going to get better this season. And that's going to hurt you the rest of the year. So, like, I think 10 and seven at this point feels optimistic. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like we gave them one of the we gave them that Raiders game and then we gave them like an extra game that maybe they could win. Yeah. And who knows? Like we we also gave them the game against the Steelers, which I mean, the Steelers were always pesky. So you never even know. Anyway, it's the basically as you look at the schedule, especially since Cincinnati is now good. I'd say the Giants is a gimme game. And I'd say I really feel like the Chiefs are a better team than the Denver Broncos. I would say that those two are, are gimme games. So you're really only talking about three more surefire wins the rest of the year. And they're the worst defense in history. And Patrick Mahomes looks awesome. So not to look, but Nick, Nick Bolton had a good game. So that, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, I, I, w- I wish we could be more positive. I'll try to think of some, some better takeaways for you when we get to marinated takeaways on Tuesday with John Dixon. If you're watching us live online, uh, that'll be the end of our rapid recap show. If you're listening on the podcast network, uh, stay with us after the break as we go to the Kansas City Chiefs press conferences. Wrapping up, uh, the Chiefs lose 27-3 to in Tennessee, dropping to 3-4. and four. Steve Surd, I'm Pete Sweeney. Thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride rapid recap show. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, as far as the injuries go, Pat... Um was in the concussion protocol he cleared it and then i decided not to put him back in so and then chris jones um strained his groin um uh, tyron um just hurt his ribs a little bit and then i think we were pretty good after that most for the most part we came out pretty healthy uh mike did a nice job with his football team um Listen, they made they made more plays than what we did, particularly the first few series there. And I've seen our guys do it and make the plays. Um, we're just not doing it now. But I trust that those things will get taken care of, um, both sides of the ball and special teams. Um, you know, we're close with with the you know with the interceptions. We're right there on the hip. Again, they made the the great catch and and catches, and we. 
and we weren't doing it offensively and we weren't finishing it defensively. So, um, you know, there, there are some good individual things that are taking place with some of the young guys. There's some positives there. I thought the second half for the defense was, again, positive. I mean, how they held the run game down was a, was a plus. Um, you know, but again, we need, we, we really need to get both sides playing, playing well. And, um, and so we're going to go back and look at it again. We've got to eliminate the turnovers and the penalties. And, um, again, these are things that we haven't, haven't been common to us. So I, I've, I'm seeing things that I hadn't seen before and we just got to fix it. And the players, they know that, and I've got a good locker room and they'll, Again, they'll continue on with it, and the coaches will continue to do it. This is all of us, and it starts with me. Completely my responsibility and fault for how we play today, and then um, you know the, the coaches feel the same way about it. So they, we've all got a piece of it. All right, without time, yours. You just said the same things I haven't seen before. Can you elaborate on that? Well, it's with the guys. Yeah, so just different guys. The guys that I've seen perform. And not do certain things that you know we're right there to do the right thing and make make something happen and it's bouncing the other way. So um, we got to fix it. Yeah. And then the quarterback, I mean, with Patrick, it seemed like he forced a couple of things. Obviously, he forced yeah. Listen. Yeah. Something. So he's trying to make things happen, and um, he's we're all part of this. So I, I've got to dial up better things and and. Um, and then we'll go from there. Andy, it's obviously such a complimentary. Do you feel like you get to a point where the offense is trying to do things because of the situation it finds itself in from the defense? Yeah, I don't. No, I don't think so. I think that you know here we we sit with uh, you know the average record, and um, and then you um, you've been up and down both sides of the ball, and, uh, and you know you have you try to. Go above and beyond what you're what you're doing. Sometimes it throws things out of whack. And this, this is both sides of the ball. This isn't just one one side I'm talking about. So, you know, that's what. Like I said, it's what guys that I've seen uh, do the things. But as you know, as play callers, we've all got to go back and look at, at what we're giving our guys to work with. I mean, it's um, it's a, and that's where we've all got a piece of this. Yeah, I thought we were close. I mean, we were close, Nate, and it was just a fingertip away from taking care of a big play or a penalty, you know, happening. And, um, you know, they had a nice screen with a third and long. You know, we were getting them into those good situations, and they were able to work their way out of it. So, you know, we we got to take care of that. We've got to fix that. Yeah, so I think having them in there collectively together is a is a good thing. I think getting Chris back was good. We'll see how maybe how banged up he is, but we'll, you know, getting him back in the mix I think is a positive thing. Working through this game was an important thing for him. You know, um, but keeping guys out there and working together, you know. I mean, I know this is the first game where the offensive line appeared to struggle. Was there anything different that Tennessee did, or was it just? Yeah, well, we came in knowing that they have a good defensive front, and you want to stay out of third and long, and you know penalties kill you. And you, I mean, you guys saw that. I mean, you saw it early, and we're we're looking at long yardage situations. So you you get you, we got to take care of that. 
you know, that's whether right or wrong, you know, whether we think it's a right or wrong call, um, that's not uh, that's not how it rolls. I mean, we've got to make sure that we're not in those situations and um, against good defensive fronts. And you had the game in Pittsburgh, I think, like five years ago. But other than that, and this is two out of three weeks, you guys not competitive school. What is your level of concern with just sort of morale, energy, the players, and coaches? Yeah, well, listen, I, I trust the I trust the locker room, I trust the players, and and the coaches. And, you know, we've got to make sure we we hang together and, and fix the problem. You know, the easy way out is not doing that. So, you've got to hang together and get it fixed. A couple, couple more, everybody. Related to that, Andy, since we're not in the locker room anymore, can you give us a sense for, for what the mood's like in there? Yeah, well, they're down. I mean, they got they just got beat, you know. So, that's not a real good feeling. And, uh, I mean, these are proud guys. And, uh, you know, they want to do well. And it's not working out. So, we got to got to make sure we get it right. Quick, I do understand why you normally elect to defer. From time to time, do you, do you ever think about uh, receiving a kid to so the, so the chief office can set the tone versus it being the other way around? Yeah, that's not where I'm at now. Yeah. Last two out of them. Andy, um, you, you talked about Pat right off the start, that it was your decision not to put him in. Just want to clarify, you expect him to be available? Yeah, he ended up out. Yeah, he, he was out of the protocol. Yeah. He cleared the protocol or whatever the, the term is there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel fine now. I mean, just it was fourth down, so I was kind of getting held up. And instead of going down, try to throw the ball. And obviously, y'all saw the hit. So, I mean, I kind of took my time getting up, but I felt fine. But obviously, with the, you have to kind of go through those things, the protocol things. But I did everything I needed to do to be be here right now. You always knew at that time that you got full memory of the play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have full memory of the play. It was just kind of. You get hit pretty hard. Sometimes you just want to lay there, and plus it was fourth down, and I knew kind of the game was at that end there. So it was a disappointing day and a disappointing way to end it. You talk about a disappointing day. How was the locker room after the game? I mean, yeah, I mean, you're embarrassed. I mean, you just got you got spanked pretty good. I mean, it's uh, uh, you we were coming in here trying to build off momentum of the week before, and we didn't do that. So I mean, it's just trying to. Find a way to get better for next week because you got to continue to get better and better in this league if you want to get to where you want to be at. Can you kind of pinpoint where, where things are going wrong yet? Yeah, I know, you know, we come in week in, week out, talking about the turnovers and things like that, but where, where do you think the mistakes need to be, be fixed? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of been one thing here and there each and every week. It's not like a whole overarching one thing. Um, and, I mean, today it was probably me who just pressing a little bit too early in the game, and then it kind of got down, and we were in a, a, that kind of mode where you're kind of un, no huddle, which you don't want to be in in the NFL. You can execute a little bit, but it's hard to get sustained drives. Um, so I just got to be better early in the games uh, so we don't get behind like we did today. Patrick, what, did the defense do to, yeah, what did the defense do to confusion today? I mean, they just made plays. They played the same coverages that they played against the Bills. Um, we just didn't execute, or I didn't execute, really. Uh, there was open guys. You can see it on the tablet. There's pockets that were clean that I, I kind of scrambled from. Just gotta, just gotta, I have to be better in order to lead this offense to, to score more points. When you, said you were, when you said you were pressing, what prompted that? I don't, I don't know what prompted it. I don't know if it was, it was just me just kind of trying to make things happen. Um, but you, in, in this league, you kind of have to let things develop. You have to go through the process of – of making plays, uh, and it, it takes one play at a time. And like, people always talk about you can't have like a 14-point play. Uh, they scored early. Uh, I'm going to have to go through the process.
of just getting the ball down the field, uh, not trying to do too much. If you look at the before the end of the half, the scrambling, just go down. Why, why do I even try to get the extra two yards? It's just little things like that that um, that, that add up and end up getting beat, beat pretty bad. And is this something you feel like you've been in Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I want to win. I mean, that's that's at the end of the day, I, I want to win, um, and so I try to do whatever I can uh, to win. But at the, you have to believe in the guys around you. You have to know that you can go the long way. You can take the short pass, and guys will make guys miss. Um, you can hang in the pocket and make the throws. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I just want to win, and whatever that takes, I'm going to try to do. And I'll look at this film, learn from it, um, and try to come out better uh, on mon- Monday night this week. Yeah, I mean, you don't. You never go into a game expecting to lose, uh, lose, or lose bad. I mean, so I mean, definitely you, you get shocked because you, you didn't play the way you wanted to. Um, but we have enough leaders in this team. We have to find a way. I mean, I don't know what that's going to take yet. We'll go in. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. We'll watch the film. Um, but I trust that we'll find it. I mean, that that's what's part of leadership. That's what part of great teams are is being able to battle through adversity. And we've, it's been uh, kind of uh, rainbows and flowers and awesome for these last few years. But uh, whenever you want to build something substantial and you want to build something great, it, you're going to go through parts like this. And um, I mean, it's still, we people keep saying it's still early in the year. I mean, we're, we're still we can still go get whatever we want, um, but it's going to take us getting better every single day. Um, because if you get better every single day and play each game play by play, uh, I think we have the talent in this locker room that we can we can make it happen. Would you say the parts that you guys are going through is that like a, a slump? Which would, would you call it? Yeah, in a, in a, I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, we just aren't playing good enough. I mean, we we have the players. We've we, we've we're running the plays. It's just a little thing here or there that we're not doing well. Uh, if it's if it's uh, a pass uh, that I need to throw at this a certain point, I'm missing that pass. If it's uh, a shot downfield, we 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 didn't get the block exactly the right way. Uh, it's just a little thing here or there. But if you look at the talent overall and the guys playing, we're we're their people are playing hard and people are do, are doing what they need to do. Um, but we have to come together as a team, offense, defense, and special teams, and play that complete game every single week if we want to be uh, who we want to be. Last one, Sam. Yeah, Patrick, just one more about the hit. Um, it sounds like you, you expect to play next week, but is there anything during the week you expect to do differently as far as just maintenance? No, I mean, I always try to do a good job of preparing my body to be as ready as possible. Uh, there's always little things here or there that you work on during the, the kind of grind of the NFL season. Um, but uh, we have an extra day, so I'll try to get a jump on the on the Giants and watch as much as possible. Uh, try to be better next week. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.